Welcome to the VBAC Home Birth Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning, founder of the Motherhood Circle and creator of the Journey into Motherhood program. I'm a mother of three and have had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections and had a calm and positive vaginal home birth, free birth, with our third baby who is 4.5 kilos or 10 pounds. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and support to create the pregnancy, birth and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBACs, especially home births, and professionals who want to learn more about how to support home birthing women. Inside, we're going to hear from women sharing their stories from surgical birth to achieving their vaginal home birth after cesarean, as well as expert interviews so that you have a mix of inspiring stories as well as powerful knowledge. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode on the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I am really excited to be back for another episode Uh, for 2022. This is really exciting. I am going to be talking to you about how to protect your pregnancy, VBAC home birth bubble. This is all about energy, who you invite into your circle of support, who you allow to um, interrupt your energy and your positive vibes through this experience, as well as things that already might be in your head as well. So we're going to deep dive into this topic. I'm really excited to talk about it. I think A lot of people really don't put enough emphasis into protecting their home birth space. I think especially women who are looking for reassurance or to be understood or heard or accepted, their choices to be accepted, really want other people to accept them. So sometimes we can put ourselves into vulnerable situations, being hopeful that people change or hopeful that you can get so-and-so on your side in this journey because you desperately want them in the journey. So I'm going to touch more on that in this episode, which is really cool. Before I start on this, I wanted to personally invite you to my free workshop this month. It's my first back for the year and I'm really excited about it. It's the first one of the year. How amazing, how exciting. I have been spending the last couple of weeks just going over the PowerPoint presentations, making sure I'm touching on all the important things that I want to get out in that hour. Obviously, an hour is not a super long time, but it's a long enough time to make it value packed with information and and value. Um, I'm running it this weekend. It's called Free Birth is a Highly Sensitive, uh, how to get the emotional and mindset support in your free birth pregnancy. Even if you're having a home birth with a midwife, I highly recommend that you come along to this workshop because it's going to touch base on a lot of the things that you're going to be experiencing in your home birth as well anyways. A highly sensitive person, if you don't know, I think I did an episode on this on the podcast. If not, I've done a blog, but essentially you will know if you're a highly sensitive person because you would have had people tell you you care too much, you worry too much about people or things, you're overdramatic, that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, those sorts of things. So you'll probably have a a knowing inside yourself if you are a bit of a, a sensitive person. I personally think that highly sensitive people are amazing. I'm a highly sensitive person myself, but I do think that we are misunderstood. So some of the things that I will be going through in this workshop, and I would love to see at this workshop to answer any questions you have and connect with you. 
um, what you will learn why highly sensitive people need extra emotional support or a support team, understand your current support circle at the moment, why mindset support matters in a free birth pregnancy, and how to get your partner to be more supportive of your emotional needs. I think this is a really good one as well. I think a lot of us really want to deeply connect with our partners and have that intimacy throughout pregnancy so that we know we can rely on them through our home birth journey as well. So I'm going to be touching all of that and a little bit more in that in that workshop. So if you would like to come along, please do send me an email, hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au or find me on Insta and send me a DM and just say you want to come to the workshop. Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-L, winning, just on Insta. Um, so come and say hello. So awesome. Let's get stuck into this episode. Number one. Okay. So first of all, what we're talking about today is how to protect your pregnancy, the VBAC home birth bubble. This is a really, really important one as well. So I really want you to take some time and explore some of the things that I'm talking about. You may find that you're the kind of person who really loves to look outside of yourself for validation. I know myself, I'm a bit like that. I just want everyone in the whole world to be on my side and understand me. And, you know, it feels really lonely and isolating when other people don't understand you. So if you're a little bit like me as a highly sensitive person, you may be looking outside of yourself for validation. Obviously, the validation needs to come from yourself. All that matters is what you want to do. Um, that's probably a whole new episode that I think I should probably touch on another time. But Number one, let's get into it. Be mindful of who you share your VBAC home birth plans with. And I think that it's really important who you share your plans with because you don't want to be sharing your plans with somebody who you're not on good terms with or you have a toxic relationship with or not the best healthy relationship or they have really rigid and closed mind views on the world and they're not going to change their mind, be open-minded or even want to listen to anything that you have to say. Home birth is really taboo in our culture. It's just not something that has been happening very often or as a normal thing. It used to happen in the 1950s and before then, 1960s. My dad was born in a home birth in England and, you know, a GP was just passing by. One of the neighbours was sick and my, my grandma didn't want to go into hospital. So he just, you know, came and saw her and then went back to the neighbour and, from what I understand, it was never made a big fuss or anything. She just gave birth to my dad at home. And then I watched Call the Midwife and it was such a normalized thing. Women just gave birth at home and then they brought in the hospitals and the hospital system and started experimenting on women essentially is what they were doing because they didn't know what they were doing. These men were coming in. They didn't even sterilize equipment properly. They didn't know what they're doing. And I dare say a lot of them don't know what they're doing to this day. And um, that's exactly what I have found in my experience through the many women who I've interviewed on the podcast, who the hundreds and hundreds of stories I've read, the, you know, the books that I've read, the podcasts that I listen to. It is just so evident that a lot of the people who are working in the hospitals supporting women to have births don't know what they're doing when it comes to birth. They don't understand birth. So a lot of people trust the system, a lot of people trust the hospital system or medical professionals. We have been lined up to, from an early age, to trust everyone but ourselves. And I am really wanting you to focus on trusting yourself as the expert in your birth. 
to really trust yourself in this journey, which means not looking to others for outside validation and really starting to hone into yourself because you and your partner have made this decision or you're looking into this decision with open eyes and open hearts and really looking at the facts and the information, the evidence, you know, this is not some sort of woo-hoo, um, spiritual, what it, you know, like what a, I've heard some doctors in a magazine or a newspaper, he was taking the piss out of, um, what did he say? It was woohoo or something. I can't even remember the name. But anyways, that natural and this sort of stuff is, this is normal. Home birth is normal. And, you know, it's been demonized, you know, over the years by those who make money and have a whole livelihood around having a career as a surgeon or in that system. Or they believe what they believe and they've got a superiority complex and a huge ego and closed minds. And I'm not saying everybody in the industry or everyone who is does have a closed mind or things like that. It's just how it is. You know, I was talking with my psychologist years ago when I was seeing a psychologist um, and he said, doctors have huge egos. Like they're told from day one that they're the top of the food chain. Um, and that really resonated and sat with me for so many years after. I thought, yeah, not everyone's like that, of course. Um, but yes, home birth is a taboo subject. A lot of people have fear and trauma that they carry as well when it comes to their own birth story. You know, whether it was your mother who had her birth stories or your grandma or, um, you know, some people have their own birth stories. Their mother has told them their birth story and it was touch and go and this happened and that happened and they don't have any other understanding or anything else to kind of relate to. They don't have any positive stories. My sister, and I share this story all the time because she was one of the people that I turned to in my VBAC um, pregnancy. She was an RN working in surgery as an anesthesiologist nurse. And so she was seeing a lot of women coming in who were needing, and I say this in inverted commas, who were needing help to birth their babies, or she was seeing the damage that was done afterwards. But what she never saw, and what a lot of doctors and people who work in that area never see, is the positive stuff. They never see the positive stories. They never see a physiological birth. They never see an undisturbed birth. They never see an instinctive birth. They don't see home births. They think that those are like unicorn, magical fairies, that when women go into birth, it's a battlefield. That's that's what they see because that's the system that has been set up. And, you know, these interventions and things that are done often create more problems than if they were to allow women to go into natural birth and, and no coach pushing and no telling women what to do, no stripping women of their power, their partners of their power, no organising women or managing women and telling them how to birth. It would be, I'm trying to imagine it now. <laughs> well, I can only, like, I see home births all the time, you know, I'm, what, I'm, I'm around the content all the time and it's just such... A different experience to the experiences that I had in my hospital birth and so in my hospital birth it's just a completely different experience and I feel that so many women are robbed of that experience now obviously I'm not saying that home births are trauma free or pain free or they're perfect because they are by 
no means perfect or anything like that but they are definitely a different kind of experience and when it comes to birth there's always a risk of a poor outcome or a negative outcome regardless of the support or the the health of the woman or anything like that that's women humans live and humans die and there's always um a chance of something negative happening in hospital out of hospital at any possible time so i'm not trying to say that home births are perfect either and i think i should also do an episode on that as well because i have spoken to some women who have had hospital births and home births i should say and kind of came out of that experience saying i don't think there is a perfect birth and i suppose somewhere along the line they get it in their head that they're going to have that perfect home birthing experience and my home birth wasn't perfect it was imperfect and there were some things that i wish hadn't had happened but if i look back on that experience it was probably like 99 percent amazing and wonderful and gorgeous and positive and i don't feel like i ever would have got that experience in hos in the hospital system if you're not in the culture that we're in and you're not researching birth and understanding birth you don't see birth you know physiological birth it's really hard to kind of see through that when you've got a fear and trauma that you carry with you that is generations deep and that our society is you know every time they they will not telegraph telegraph anything on the news or put anything on the news when it comes to negative hospital birth experiences when it's caused by the people in the system but if something happens in a home birth of course it'll be blasted all over the news and the media crazy woo woo that's it that's the word i found it woo woo <laughs> not woo hoo crazy woo woo family dangerous blah 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 you know all of these words and i suppose it's just I could get into another conversation about media because, you know, who owns the media? Who's trying to get their message out? What do they want the society to think and, you know, get people into the mentality of following, lead, you know, the lead and going through the, fast, uh, the factory sausage machine, which is the hospital, basically. I used to work for um, a builder and basically we used to basically pop out we probably had like 30 building designs but most of the time we sold to investors so they didn't care what the house looked like they didn't care where it was sitting on the block all they cared that it was a brand new home they're paying this much for it and we would handle the rest it would be built within this time frame and that was it um so we were kind of like a sausage factory you know we only do this many and this is it it's two specifics and that's it, you get what you get and that's it. And that's kind of how I see the hospital system as well. You've got hundreds of thousands of women or families coming every year to give birth and um, they can't, they don't have the time or the resources to look at women individually or families individually. It's just, you're this risk, you're gonna be treated this way. This is how the policy and this is how we risk manage to actually sit down and look at somebody and do an individualized plan takes time. It takes resources, it takes money. It takes somebody to think outside of the box that they have been trained and been doing for the last 20 years in their, in their training. Some of the time when I say things, I remember after I'd given birth to Millie and I was in the hospital 
and I was trying to say, you know, I don't want to give my baby formula. I want to give her colostrum. Can you tell me how much colostrum I need to pump out of my boob to satisfy you that she's not going to have a sugar issue with the issue that we're, we're coming across? And the, um, the doctor, the pediatrician's eyes were like bugging out of her head. It was like she couldn't compute the information or the question that I was asking. Like, I, like it just just didn't seem to bounce off her head. It was like too hard of a question for her. And having that insider look, I suppose, sometimes it's, you've got to realise the people you're dealing with in those situations. I think I digressed here a little bit, but I think it's really important to kind of touch base on those things as well. Um, majority of people birth in hospital without realising the choices they have available to them. All the choices that are being offered are not always best. So, again, they're taught, they're raised. We go through the schooling system. We come out of the schooling system. And, you know, we trust our GP knows everything's best for us. I think society's changing a little bit now after COVID. I think you can see there's a big division, a big split through the middle where a lot more people have become awake and a lot more people are becoming open. And, and I'm able to have a lot more conversations with my family now and say, see, this is what I was dealing with. You know, this was what I was dealing with in the hospital system. They were trying to do major surgery on me for no reason, like just because I'm fat or just because that's what they do. And that is infuriating to me. And um, it infuriates me even still when I think about it. And so now I can have these conversations with those people who are a lot more closed off and, you know, probably thought that things that were being done were in my best interest. So I suppose on that on that side, there's a positive to the whole COVID situation that's kind of happening at the moment as well. Number two is don't let in negative birth stories. In the perfect world during pregnancy, you wouldn't see or hear any negative birth stories. Unfortunately, it's almost impossible to remove yourself from hearing a bad birth story or hearing a glimpse into a story, especially if you're on social media or if you're listening to podcasts. Of course, if you're listening to my podcast, you might hear some of the um, negative stories to begin with. Hopefully, you're able to come up with some of the answers and problem solve them yourself. The best thing to do is remove yourself from these spaces where negative birth stories are shared. Usually in Facebook groups are the hardest thing. You've got traumatized women coming into groups, asking questions um, about their traumatic birth experience, you know, seeking out answers. And then that can kind of stick in your mind. Oh, she said her baby got stuck and that's what happened with my baby. And now it's going to happen with this baby. And so you kind of go on to a bit of a repeat cycle from then on. If you do hear a negative birth story that makes you question your choice to have a VBAC home birth, look for evidence to answer your questions about that story. Here's some questions for you to kind of consider as well. Was it caused by an intervention? So usually I try to, the first thing I start to do is, was it caused by an intervention? Was it because of an induction? Was it because they wanted to do a cervical examination and then they got inside the woman's head and made her doubt her ability in her body. Were they directing her to be in different positions? Were they telling her, and this can happen in a home birth as well. I was talking with someone recently 
and they were saying, you know, throughout the throughout the situation, uh, they were being coached to move into different positions. And I see this all of the time, whether it's a doula doing the coaching or a home birth midwife, um, you know, you really want to look for somebody who is not doing coaching in a home birth situation. You need to look at, you know, was it caused by intervention? Do you need to look, do you need to learn more about the thing that's worrying you? So for example, you might see a rupture story in a VBAC group. So you could do research around VBACs and understand signs of rupture. I did a episode last week or two weeks ago on signs of uterine rupture. You can check that out. Get yourself up to speed on signs. Look at the statistics. Find out the rates of uterine ruptures. I did an episode with Hazel Keedle. Um, Check out the podcast episode. I really need to start uh, writing down these episodes before I start um, recording so that I can just give it to you but I've only got like 40 something episodes so you can just scroll through and have a look anyways and I'll try to be a little bit more organized next time I will see how we go though (laughs) do you need to talk to a trusted person who can hold space and walk walk through your fears with you so it's always nice to kind of bounce ideas around with somebody be able to talk about those fears be able to let it out do you need to journal? Do you need to do some meditation? There's there's so many different things that you can do to kind of work through those fears or um, some of those negative birth stories as well. Number three is work on your mindset. Your mind's really one of the most powerful things you can harness in preparation for your VBAC home birth. You're no doubt going to have a lot of fears when it comes to VBAC um, naturally because you... I'm just guessing, like, not everyone who has had a cesarean before is going to have fears or worries. Some of the people, some of the women that I connect with who don't usually have worries or fears are usually women who have had, like, a breach with their first. They usually have a lot more confidence in their ability to birth a baby because they're like, oh, I had a, I had a cesarean because the baby wasn't in the right position, so we went straight for a cesarean. If you had uh, a failed induction or you had a labor and it went horribly wrong or you're holding on some trauma from that then it's going to be a lot more important for you to be working on your mindset positive affirmations the power of repetition and saying something to yourself daily has huge impacts on the body and mind try repeating a mantra or affirmation like 50 times a day so that you truly believe it it could be as simple as saying my body was made to birth my baby safely. Say it inside your head like 50 times. I've been doing this recently. It will really start to make you believe that this is a possibility and you are doing what you want to do and what you feel is the safest and best for you and your baby. Have trusted friends or support to support you. So it's always good to have, you know, obviously trusted friends to talk to, if you've got a doula or a midwife, to be able to talk to your doula or midwife, really get it out there and and really utilise those support systems. Sometimes it's just nice to have a cuppa and a good old chat. I love meeting it with my friends and having a cup of tea, letting it all out, getting their perspective. Um, I'm really lucky and blessed that I've got quite a few doula or birthy nerd friends. So, you know, when I was going through my experience, I had friends that I could rely on who had attended hundreds of births or, you know, plenty of births and, you know, we could talk about birthy, nerdy stuff. So that was really cool. So another place that you could 
um, meetup is in my group, my VBAC Home Birth Support Group on Facebook. There's plenty of birthing nerds in there. High five to you, birthing nerds. Um, so many women who have had VBAC home births who are in the group, sharing their positivity, their support, their love. And, you know, while we're all strangers, we're all sisters in arms too. So that's a really cool spot for you to kind of get support and let your, um, your worries and fears out as well. So that was pretty much it for protecting your VBAC home birth bubble. Protect it at all costs and always be mindful about the type of content you consume or the people you share your plans with. I can't stress that enough. Protect it with everything you've got. Make sure that you're doing everything you possibly can to protect it. Unfollow pages, groups, take a step back from people who are not positive and supportive. This is your time to focus on building up your confidence and to relax before your baby is born and joins you earthside. You really owe it to yourself to have the most calm and relaxing, supported journey. I really hope that you have that. If you are wavering, send me a DM on Insta or send me a, uh, an email. I was going to say hello. <laughs> send me a hello to my email, which is hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au. Let me know where you are in your pregnancy. Let me know if you're currently planning a future birth. Tell me about the struggles that you're going through, your worries, your challenges. I don't want you sitting at home alone if you've got nobody to talk to and you're too frightened to send me a message. I'm here to support you so I know exactly what it's like to go through uh, this challenge. I know exactly what it's like to cry after, you know, working through some of these going over and over and over again some of the stories that the doctor said to me in the hospital system and you know questioning am I insane am I selfish you know don't ever feel like you have to be alone or be a stranger just send me an email I'm here to support you and I would love to hear from you if you've got a topic that you would like me to discuss on the podcast too so do send me an email um, if you want to tell me a topic that you want to hear from And if you've got a birth story that you want to share, please do send me an email too. I hope that you found this episode really helpful for your view about cone birth. And I look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Have a wonderful week and I will connect with you soon. So much love to you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you take another step to finding your voice and confidence in your VBAC Home Birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more women to find out more about VBAC Home Birth, just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at the motherhood circle. I'll see you next time.